On today's episode, I talk with former coach Teresa Johnston. Coach Johnston is a former basketball, track, cross country, and fast pitch and slow pitch coach. She's had stints in Oklahoma and Texas at Newcastle, Bethany, Graham, Plainview, Luther, and Wilson. She's been Regional Track Coach of the Year in 2011 and in 2018 at two different schools. Along with the coaching, Teresa was a two-sport athlete playing college basketball and softball. Here's my conversation with Coach Teresa Johnston. All right, Coach, thanks for taking time out of your day to visit with me a little bit. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for asking me. I feel honored to do it. You've, got a, you've had a lot of great coaches. I listen to all your podcasts, and, man, there's some great ideas and great coaches and some young coaches getting into it. So thank you for doing this. Oh, it's It really is fun for me. I mean, I, when I first started doing it, I really didn't know how well it would kind of take off. But, I mean, it's still not a, lot, not a ton of people listen to it. But, I mean, I didn't do it to get a lot of listeners. I did it so people could – the people that wanted to could hear about people that they may have been coached by or knew and but didn't know a lot about. So that was kind of it, it's fun for me more than anything. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah, and we just got to get it out there because I think a lot of people, I think a lot of coaches go, man, I hadn't heard from that guy in a long time. I heard yeah. from that coach girl in a long time, and yeah, I remember her. You know, or, yeah, this is really cool. So I hope it gets out there. I hope it gets going for you strong. So thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you. Um, now I said coach at the beginning, but I guess now you're officially a retired teacher and coach. I am. I'm officially, uh, yeah, my brothers always laugh because I've done it twice now. So this is, you know, so I'm officially retired and um, I'm just going to, you know, go watch my nephews and, and play some football and baseball and just go enjoy, you know, and just get back and enjoy, enjoy the game and have some family time with my family, my brothers and sister and everything like that and nieces and nephews. So, yeah. Now you kind of we kind of mentioned off air you are kind of kicking around doing some refereeing too. I am. Um, when I was I was teaching half a day this past year at, at Hilton just math, and Coach Warsham, Mike Warsham, you know, was came down to my classroom and said, "Hey, I, I need some officials." And I go, "Well, I don't know anybody." He goes, "No, you." And I went, <laughs> so I laughed about it. And I went, "No," I said, "I've been on one side. I want to go on the other side." And he just laughed about it. But you know, I got, I took the test and everything like that, and so I started calling some junior high and enjoyed it. And it's just active and just you know, mm-hmm. you, you got this old lady running up and down the well, jogging up and down the court I guess you should say but um, yeah it was fun you know and just being and still staying around basketball the game I love and the game I started out playing and just love it um, so I got to see that you know and then see coaches that I you know get still get to see and things like that and watch some good kids and um, then I called I got lucky enough and need they need some for three man high school thank goodness three man mm-hmm. um, to call and I, I really enjoyed that too so yeah I refereed a little bit this past year now being on that side of it you know being on the refereeing side of it I mean I, I, I as a as a coach I always respect referees but you know when you get into the game you kind of lose your mind sometimes as a coach but what what was that like being on that side of it instead of being on the sidelines yeah you know I mean I I've you know, I'll be the first one to tell you that I've gotten on their officials before too, and yelled and screamed and stomped my foot. You know, and got a couple of technicals down the road every now and then. Don't, not proud of that, but I did. Mm-hmm. But um, 
yeah, it's different. I mean, you know, because, and especially I think being a coach, you know, like you're not going to call that foul because you didn't want that foul call. I was thinking like, am I calling that foul? You know, like a touchy touchy, mm-hmm. like, cause as a coach, I wouldn't want it called or I want that one, you know, so I, I kind of think of it that way. And then I start thinking, and I got caught, caught a couple of times watching the game instead of watching the, oh, yeah. you know, the play of it, you know, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a nice move. And so, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was kind of, you know, and then just, you know, hearing the fans yell and scream and the coach, you know, and, and the coach, most a lot of the coaches knew me and you know they'd go Teresa I think you missed that one I go you're probably right yeah. I probably did you know so mm-hmm. and they would just you know as long as you're honest with them I think and, and just have that rapport which I always liked officials having that rapport with coaches not felt like you're above you know you're like yeah. you're approachable mm-hmm. so being approachable but um, I enjoyed it and I just enjoyed watching how coaches coach and and the plays and, and um, really and just and, and just listening to the kids and watching the kids on the court that was I enjoyed that and yeah. not having to worry about strategy you know and everything like that for me so that yeah. was fun yeah, I imagine you would have to like zero. If it were me, I would have to zero in my focus on what the kids were doing because if I ever heard what was going on in the crowds, I would probably just empty the. I, if I always I always said if I were a referee, first thing I'd do I'd come in and I'd just give both coaches a tech before the game even started, and then I'm like, yeah. y'all got one more, and then your crowds if they get out of hand, we're all we're just playing in an empty gym. So I, yeah. I respect you guys that that do that stuff. Set the tone early. Set yeah. the tone early. <laughs> now, as a player, you not, I didn't know this until, I kind of, until you kind of told me, but you played two college sports. You played softball and college basketball, right? Yeah. Yes, I did. Which, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I just got lucky. You know, I played basketball because that's all when we were growing up. When I went to school at Long Grove, that's where I graduated from. You know, we just we had basketball all the way through, and mm-hmm. we had a little bit of track. But I, you know, I was that person that was had no speed, and I could barely. You know, so track was not for me. I was going to throw the shot or disc, but I didn't get into that. And they tried to start volleyball, but that didn't go over. So we just had basketball. Um, so and then I played softball all the summer and I got picked up by they used to be the Oak Hillers a real good fast pitch team Mm -hmm. Um, had some coaches around and you know I learned a lot of softball that way you know I played softball you know like I said in the summertime and dad my dad coached and stuff like that but um Mm -hmm. and just playing AAU ball I played that summer softball I got lucky enough and um now, junior college, I just played basketball, but when I went to Cameron, I got to pick up. They need some softball players, and they knew the coach had known I'd played some with the Oak Hillers and knew me and stuff. So, yeah, you know, so they go, yeah, come out. So I got to play. I got lucky enough to play, you know, softball as well. So that oh, yeah. was fun, and, and um, just blessed to be able in the, in the right spot and the right time to play both. So Yeah. Which one of those did you enjoy playing the most? Oh, you know, basketball is my first love. Always has been and always, you know, when I was growing up, we would get out every time we get our chores done, homework done, mm-hmm. we're out playing basketball and, you know, playing baseball with the boys and stuff like that. But, um, oh, basketball is my first love all the way. Yeah. So, Yeah, I know I know your brother really likes it too. I mean, every time yep. I see him, it's, he's, even if it's football season, he'll ask me something about basketball. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, was that kind of was when you were in high school? Was that a goal of yours to play college sports, or was that just kind of something that happened? No, that's what I wanted. You know, I grew up watching 
Diane Miller, who was a great basketball player from Long Grove, and she coached at Wilson, mm-hmm. and um, she played college ball. And I just like you know I watched her, and I watched a couple of other guys, Glenn Went, you know Jimmy Weaver, and all those guys, and they were going. And I and growing up, I knew that that's what one academics which i had to work on that part you know just like okay you got to get my studies in to play basketball Mm -hmm. but um i knew that if i could play basketball in college that would help funding you know if i could get a scholarship that would help me on getting to school but oh yeah that's what i wanted to do and and um i and then i at that point i was wanting to teach and coach as well you know so that's yeah so i knew that's what i wanted to be able to go to school and play basketball so do you think uh, you graduated in 78 right yes yes now do you think that it was probably harder back then because it seems like in the past 10 15 years that women's sports college sports has really kind of taken off was it do you think it was harder for you to kind of get noticed and get a scholarship back then than I it do is now? because you yeah i do i do coach because i just think that like you said it's just now taking off and you know just trying to get in 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 the door and get seen you know because mm-hmm. you didn't have all you, you know, you didn't have Facebook, you didn't have, you know, your huddles, you didn't have, you know, any video. I mean, you know, you could just, it's by word of mouth, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, I mean, and just like, you know, I went and Coach Scott coached me, Coach Hatley didn't, and Coach Scott was my coach, Gary Don was um, my mm-hmm. coach, and I would just go in and say, you know, can you call this school, you know, and mm-hmm. he would say, hey, I got somebody called, what do you think about, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, just, you know, word of mouth. So, yeah, I really do think it was a little tougher getting scholarships then or getting seen yeah. as it is nowadays. Yeah, I really do. Now, you kind of talked about you wanted to get into coaching, too. Who were some of the people that kind of you kind of looked at and was – who are the people that kind of influenced you to become a coach? Um, I, you know, I looked up to Coach Scott because he was my coach, and he was just – he coached both boys at his – our senior year, he he got to coach both of us, boys and girls. So I really liked him, and he was also my typing teacher. So him, like I said, I mentioned Diane Warsham. Um, mm-hmm. Debbie Williams was at that point at Plainview. Uh, Janice Conway, who had the two really good football players at Plainview, um, she was. And then you know you just look at other other, and those were the three, and the, those were the three women that really influenced me because I'm thinking, okay, they can coach, women can coach, so I think I can do it too, you know. And oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I, I love the game, and and so seeing that, seeing those three just in this area in Southern Oklahoma, because mm-hmm. I had no clue growing up, it was always men coaches, men yeah. coaches, and and then all of a sudden you see these three, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. I can do this, you know, yeah, so yeah. I think those three really influenced me, you know, and watching them. And then, like I said, Coach Scott was really good um, watching him coach. And I just enjoyed being under him and, and him coaching us yeah. and the way he treated us and everything. I thought, OK, I, I can do this. So. Yeah. yeah, I think that is important to see different, not just different genders, but different styles of coaching. Like if, if, if you're kind of thinking, well, I'm, only coaches I had were like, you know, yellers and screamers. I can't do that, you know, or, right. you know, that person kind of laid back. I don't know if I could do that. I'm kind of high strung. I think it is important oh, to too. see that, you know, so because there t- there's been times like when I first started coaching, I thought I had to be that guy that was the yeller screamer stomper, but that's just not my 
nature. And when I would see people coach that way, that I, I was like, hey, yeah, I can do that. I mean, I know I know the sport. If they, right. if these guys can get the point across without doing that, then hey, I can do that too. You know. Right. So I think that's right. very important because I do think we. It seems like when I got back into coaching, a lot of the names I saw that were coaching them were head coaches were the same ones that were there whenever I was in school. So I, I do think it's yep. important for kids to see different styles so they hopefully can get influenced to do what we do you know yep i do too and i think when i grew up that i mean like i did i and i'm so passionate and i'll i'll yell and scream but then i'll pat them on the head or pat them on the butt whatever's mm -hmm. right you know or everything or tell them but at first i was just like i was that person and as you mm -hmm. grow you go okay you can't you know i, I want to be you know, I like the way he coaches or I like the way she coaches. Mm -hmm. And you can get your point across in different ways. And I think just as as decades went, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, all that, mm -hmm. I, things change. So you yeah. kind of have to change. Not your I – just, I, I just the way you connect with kids, you yes. know, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, oh, yeah, I've, I've had several teams that's made me a better coach because I've learned that, oh, I don't have to be that yard screamer anymore. I can just be it this way, and I get my point across this way, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of learn from your kids, too, you know. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. So, yeah, mm -hmm. so. Now, track and cross country are two sports that take a lot of dedication from the kids point of view. I mean it takes a lot of dedication from the coaches too but if you don't if kids don't want to get out there and, and run and get in shape I mean that's hard to keep them uh, focused and even get involved at the places you coach track and cross, cross country at do you did did you ever feel like it was tough getting those kids to to buy in because you had a lot of success oh. Yeah, well, thanks. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, like when we when we would start it or when I was, you know, sometimes I might have one or two girls. I think guys come out more than girls mm -hmm. in some in some areas. So you just have to – I was the person that would walk down the hall and they'd see me coming about, oh, she's going to ask me again to run track or she's going to ask me again <laughs> to run cross country. Yeah. And I would. I would say, hey, you need to come out. You need to come out. It was just like – so, you know, you just, and it takes a different mentality. So it is hard. I mean, you know, you would start out with one or two, and then if they get medals, you got them. I mean, so I was always yeah. looking for those track meets at the first when you're starting your program that would medal through five, you know, a medal through six, because, you know, you may not have the number one runner, but they're getting a medal, and it's some, or ribbons or whatever. So when kids mm -hmm. get that in their hands, like, oh, it is worth it, you know? So I'm going to, you know, and... I'm not about participation awards and everything like that, but if mm -hmm. you in track, if you medal through six and you got fast runners, I mean, you know, or something like that, you get them, you get them, and they go, oh yeah, I like this. Okay, I can do this, and then they start talking to their kids. So kids sell it a lot. I mean, you know, like yeah. yeah, come out, we have a good time. Yes, it's hard, but hey, we went to this spot and we stopped and ate at Dairy Queen. I mean, yeah. kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. or, hey, we at the end of practice the other day we did the slip and slide, or she turned the football sprinklers on. And we ran through the sprinklers for our cool down. Mm -hmm. You know, you just try to, you know, just, you know, you try to sell them on that. But, yeah, track and cross country, especially cross country. Track, you're good. You know, parents and fans, they see you all the time. Mm -hmm. That cross country, you might see them at the first, and you won't see them again until the end, and they're out there running it, you know. It, yeah. Unless you have everybody staged out along the course. It's a, yeah, it's a tough sport yeah. at cross country. It is tough. Now, regional coach of the year at two different schools, nearly a decade apart. That's that's pretty impressive. What would you say your approach to 
coaching track and cross country is, and on top of that, how how important do you feel like track and cross country are to other sports? Um, yeah, you know, I got lucky. I, I, I went to Newcastle and I was the uh, assistant basketball assistant softball. And then um, they've been pushing to get, you know, the track program back running and the cross country back running. And well, I hadn't had a cross country. Mm-hmm. So Donna Morris, AD, contacted and came, called me and she goes, hey, she goes, you know, I know you love softball, but what do you think about doing cross country? And I went, I, I'm in, let's do it, you know? Yeah. So, um, because you know they Crosley can always find an assistant. They'll go with that softball anyway. But um, mm-hmm. so we started it, and we started out with you know five guys, five girls, and uh, just sold it. Like I said, I kept recruiting and everything like that, and the kids sold it, and it just uh, you know setting that mindset on that one, and then um, you know just got lucky and got you know 20, 20 guys out and ten girls and qualified for state every year so I think that was lucky getting those numbers up and showing that you know the kids just did it you know and and when they were running all the time you know and then I had a couple of football guys go y'all run all the time can we start so mm-hmm. I, I, I even had a couple of football coaches players that wanted to run at Newcastle and Bethany so we either get up in, early in the morning before school and they would run so they could go to football practice and that worked and then same thing at Bethany you know the numbers were down and we started it and and uh, the kids sold it and bought into it and you find that group of kids and I think especially in cross country you find that group of kids that want to be athletic but they're not athletic enough to play basketball but mm-hmm. they have the heart and yeah. the mindset to do that and they find their own niche I mean you know and, and mm-hmm. it's a family I mean at, at, at Newcastle it was a family in Bethany they would do I mean, we'd have team dinners every week if we didn't have one they'd go how come we didn't have a team dinner yeah. you know yeah. and, and they would just hang out and still to this day you know I've been to a couple of um, weddings from former runners yeah. and you know a lot of the runners are like a lot of the runners are there and it's just family I mean you mm-hmm. have to be that family especially in cross country um, yeah. so yeah it's it's so you know, I just got lucky, and kids bought in, and that's they got me the regional coach of the year. So yeah. you know, I just have to own it to them. So yeah, how how different is track from cross country? Because I, I think a lot of times people hear that you know that you coach track and cross country, and like oh, it's the same thing, just two different seasons. How different yeah. is the is like the not necessarily the training, but just kind of the mindset that that the kids have to be in to do both sports yeah well you know cross country they know they're running distance they know and we do speed work and everything like that it's just and they like that freedom like they Mm -hmm. like like, give us our workout give us a time we have to meet it you know and so we i mean we would go okay this is our warm-up this is what we're doing everybody's kind of doing the same thing if we're running our interval day that day then everybody's running intervals it's the whole group nobody's Mm -hmm. working on anything else no blocks no high jump you know because you got to specialize in track Mm -hmm. so they're all out there together and they're all pushing each other you know even the guys when they get finished they're out there pushing the girls so it's a mindset and they like that freedom let me go run my five miles and tell me what time i need to run my miles and i'm gonna get it done yeah or if you via track it's like okay you've got to work with sprinters and sprinters mindset's different than distance or middle distance and you've got mm-hmm. long jumpers and high jumpers you know field people they're just like they're in a different world sometimes you know on high <laughs> jump and stuff and yeah. like something's not right the wind's blowing too much you know yeah. or something and yeah. then so you know and and 
you know, sprinters, they're going to run their 400s or their 500s or, you know, whatever it is, their 50s for the day, and they're done. You know, that that's all they want to run, and, mm-hmm. you know, I can get done and, you know, everything like that. Um, lifting, you know, cross-country, we lift very low. We started lifting when I was at Bethany because I thought weights was, you know, I went to clinics, and, you know, I thought runners, you know, when you first started, runners don't lift, but now it's like you got to lift a little bit. you got to lift some. you got to yeah. lift some for explosion. Mm-hmm. So lifting's a little bit different than that. Um, but, yeah, the mindset's just different because cross-country and, you know, you've got to go out there and you're going to, you know, get it done. And, like I said, they like that freedom because yeah. – at, sometimes I was trying to get my cross country guys to come run track and they go coach we just don't like going around in a circle all the time they, <laughs> we want to go run and that was yeah. true but yeah. you know um, and then you asked me about and I think running and especially track and even cross country because we had some basketball girls that ran cross country that I think helped them in basketball because mm-hmm. of endurance you know because they knew oh, I'm good I can run these you know and all that and I can handle this yeah. and even some basketball guys um but track's so important for other sports. I mean, everything. I mean, just because mm-hmm. of the explosionness, the mental mindset, the toughness, yeah. you know, speed work. You know, you might not work a lot of lateral, but you're going to work a lot of speed work. And I think it helps every sport. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I think if you're, if you're going to play basketball or football, or, you know, if you can tackle both baseball and track at the same time, I think it's, it just helps those other sports. Yeah. And it prevents you from a lot of injuries. Yeah. I think kids mm-hmm. specialize in so many sports. It's one sport that I think that's where you're prone for injuries. You're not ready for anything. So Yeah, that's true. I, I'm not a big fan of one sport athletes. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, that's their choice, but I always kind of feel like you need to expand. You don't need – I mean, you're young. You know, chances of you going to college on that one sport, if you just dedicate on it, are not going to be any different than if you – you know, kind of branch out and get away from that sport for a while. You know, I've always kind of thought that. Yep. I'm totally agree with that, Coach. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. So, as switch gears a little bit, 400 wins okay. as a basketball coach—that's another impressive feat. I mean, you've coached both girls and boys basketball. When I yep. when we played you guys when we played Wilson uh, a couple of years ago, you were coaching the boys. I always kind of I respected that because you don't. I, that was the first time I'd ever seen that in person. A, a woman coaching boys sport. Um, as a woman coaching high school boys basketball, was there any uh, was there was there any difficulty in that for you or and why do you think there aren't a lot of female coaches coaching high school boys sports? Yeah, um, one, you know, when they approached me about doing that because Coach Deadman had left early, you know, in the year, I mean, late in the year and stuff like that, it was just hard to find. And mm-hmm. They approached me about it, and I went, you know, at first I said no. I said they don't. I said I, I don't know if everybody will be, you know, and they go just, you know, just keep the discipline, you know, do what you can do. You know you can do it and everything like that. So I thought about it, and um, so we did it, you know, as far as uh, the game, no, I mean, you know, uh, the game, what you want to do in the game, it's not different. You know, mm-hmm. you, you still do that. Um, Discipline-wise, it's the same. You're going to do this. You, you you hold them accountable. I think all kids need want the discipline. They may bulk it, but at first, you know, then they go, okay, yeah, we're, we're held accountable. We, we understand that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big thing. 
I think the only difference between um, like the game, it's more it's more above the rim. I mean, you know, closer to the rim, and it's a little bit bit more physical and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can tell sometimes, especially guys that play it all the time outside and everything, composed to girls that don't play it anymore outside a lot. Yeah, you can tell the guys probably one time, and they'll go, "Okay, I got it." Mm-hmm. I, you know, and yep. in girls, you'll have to say, "Okay, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this," and they go, "Now what?" Yeah. But guys, you can kind of tell them, "Go, yeah, well, okay, I got it." I, you know. And, and things like that. Um, I think the only difference, and and this is my whole thing, is that, and we had that coach-player relationship, but it was hard, especially at Wilson. I don't know how it is, any, and, and I don't know the guys were not used to having a, a lady coach, mm-hmm. but I think it was just warming up to you. You know, like yeah. they respected me, and that's not the deal, and they would talk to me, but, you know, just the joking around part, you know yeah. how you, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure at camp you guys just kind of chilled around and joked and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and we would for a while, and it was like, okay, we're going to hang with all our dudes, you know, and stuff like that, and then it's yeah. like, where if you see coaches, they kind of hang with each other, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that's the only difference that I think those that that was the difference in the in the boys and girls coaching, you know. And and I think they need that. I think boys need that where they can go in and talk to the coach about something, you know, because yeah. you know girls will come in and talk to you, and it looks like your guys. If you had a guy that had some problem, they would come talk to you, no hesitation. Mm-hmm. And I think and and they would go talk to Coach Gross, who's my assistant. Mm-hmm. at Wilson so that was good you know that what we did have that but I think that would be the only difference that they you know now maybe if you stayed in it a couple of years they would feel like that but I still think there would be that moment they go well, I can't go talk to her about that I just yeah. can't do that so mm-hmm. I think that's the difference right there in coaching but as far as basketball and what we do it it didn't change so yeah. and I enjoyed it it was fun and you know they had a good time I mean you know and mm-hmm. we were uh, you know we were a little bit better, you know, and I just, I always hope that I always leave the program a little bit better than what I find it, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I would just bet, you know, a fan watching was like, oh, what's a, what, what's a woman doing coaching boys? But on the court during the game, I mean, I, whenever you were coaching those those guys, it was still the same thing, you know. I mean, they played hard. They did what you said. You know, I almost I, it's almost kind of unfair to me because you see a ton of men coaching girls basketball. It's kind of the, right. the same the, the same things that you were saying that the guys might be uncomfortable talking to a, a, a woman coach about. It's vice versa. I mean, same thing. Girls probably aren't as comfortable talking to a male coach about that stuff. And I think you know that's just a, right. I think that's just the differences that, you know, the average person looks and sees at men and women, you know. It's yep. kinda, if, I mean, if you kind of want to get down to it, it's kind of like, well, a woman can't do what a man does, you know, that kind of mentality. Right. And it's really not that way. Because, like I said, it, yeah. I remembered in that game, I mean, it was a tough game. I think we only won by, like, four or six points or something like that. And it was, right. yep. you know, you wouldn't have known who was coaching what, you know. Right. Yeah, I think once you get in the heat of the moment, it, it, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a coach and player. It's not a, yeah. a woman yeah. boy or anything. A, a you yeah. know, woman to a guy. I think it was just player to player. I, you know, it's funny because some of the coaches that, especially when we went to tournaments and stuff, we'd walk in and they go and they'd look at Coach Groves and go, "Hey, Coach, how's it going?" They'd always say, <laughs> and they'd go, uh, "She's the head coach," and they go. Oh, 
oh, okay. Or yeah. the officials would come by and go, hey, coach, how's it going? And, you know, I'd walk up to, you know, sign the book or they'd take, try to take the book of Coach Grove and she, she points. So they'd just kind of be in shock about you, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So that kind I of, always thought, okay, yeah. that's kind of funny. Yeah, that kind of happened with me and our coach here at Empire because he's so much younger than me. And <laughs> yeah, our, the first time, the first year that I was his assistant, which I guess was that year that you were coaching the Wilson boys, I don't know how many times referees would come over with the book for me to sign and I would just point. <laughs> that's most of the time. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why all the time now I just sit on the bench and let him kind of stand up because I know that's going to happen at least, you know, two or three times during the year. I'm like, yeah, I'm the old right. guy. He's the, he's the young coach. <laughs> he's the head yeah. guy. Yep, yep, I know, that's funny, yep. But, yeah, I think that was it, you know, so it's kind of fun to see that, stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, it was just good. And the kids, you know, the fans were good. I mean, there was a lot of fans just come down and go, hey, you got them going in the right direction. So it felt good. You know, you felt, I don't, I don't know what, not, I, I can't think of the word right now, but you just felt like, you know, you were accepted, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, or they, they yeah. respected you and, the, and that, that they showed it was no difference either. So, you know, I, I was happy about that. So, yeah. you know. All right. Now, switching gears one more time. Okay. Okay. In coaching, yes, sir. In coaching fast pitch and slow pitch, do you, did you see a lot of kids – Back then, when you while you were coaching, maybe even now, did did you see a lot of kids not playing slow pitch because they felt it messed up their fast pitch game? And do you really believe take any stock in that? Yeah, I did see now not in rural areas because you know numbers are here. Like if you're at Empire empires if you had slow pitch they're going to play both because that's what they want to do you know at wilson everybody plays fast pitch usually plays slow pitch i mean you only you may have one or two of those girls maybe especially if they go track or they just don't want to play slow pitch Mm -hmm. when robert wakefield was at moore i remember this he was a fast pitch coach and he goes well all my kids will come out for slow pitch there was not a fast pitch girl that played slow pitch at moore back in the day i mean you know Mm -hmm. right now it may be a, a swap over but in the larger schools it was like taboo you're if you play fast because of that mm-hmm. it's going to change my swing up yada yada and all that which um and now i think it's more of a crossover i mean if you take washington washington plays that all and play fast pitch they probably all play slow pitch i mean you know look how good they are uh, mm-hmm. yeah but um i don't think you know I, I still think you stay compact i still think you swing through the ball i think it's all hips and you know mm-hmm. i you know it may be a you have a longer re- but i still think all the motion and i talk would talk to coach crosley about this at who's at newcastle and we would talk about it and he goes tracy it's the same i go it's same for because he teaches baseball and his fast pitch the same you know hands through hands inside you know everything's lower half everything's lower half it's the same thing yes you have to create more power but it's still the same motion. It's not mm-hmm. a long swing. It's still going to be short and compact, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't think it messes up. And I always think that you get better defensively because slow pitch, you're going to hit. There's going to be so many more balls hit yeah. that your defense is going to be so much better yeah. for fast pitch, you know. So, But you get a lot more action. And, you know, I just think that defense becomes better. But I think as far as swinging, I, I – you know, there's going to be that debate all the way around. But for myself, for my opinion, I think it stays all the same. I think it's hands through, you know, hands stay inside. Everything's lower half. Everything's, you know, short and sweet to the ball, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but that's my opinion. So, yeah. now, for what it's worth. Uh, 
Now, which which sport that you've been involved in would you say is the toughest toughest to get to the state tournament in? Um. Well, you know, I would have to say basketball. Yeah. You know, because you just got to go through, especially if you're in Class B with so many schools and you have to play maybe a Thursday, Friday night. So I think as you get up higher, it's like 5A, 6A, there's only 32. Eight of them are going to state. I mean, you know, it is what it is. So I think as you get up, it gets a little bit easier, but I still think basketball because, you know, softball you're playing districts now so that may be a little tougher to get there uh but i still think it's got to be basketball because it's such a i mean the best team in the world it has a horrible shooting night i mean and you're done i mean you know how many times have you watched coach Mm -hmm. in playoffs that that team is they're done they're history i mean you know everybody everything goes back to zero zero and you start and then there's I always tell the kids there's an upset don't let, don't you guys be the upset or let's upset this team you know I mean mm-hmm. so I, I still think basketball yeah. you know football you got to play district games but you have that opportunity to you know swing back through but um, mm-hmm. yeah know. I don't know I, 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 I'm I don't know. I still think basketball is. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. It just seems like, you know, when you look at the brackets before, you know, like whenever they, they bring out the brackets before the playoffs start, it's like, oh, my gosh, you got to go through, you know, it just it just looks like a spider web going to the, yeah. just even to regionals. <laughs> right, yeah, right. It just gets tougher and tougher as you go. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, because you never know – you know what the OSA is going to do on mm-hmm. you know they try to separate the top eight but then if if coaches don't vote right yeah. you know or rank correctly mm-hmm. you know which is another pet peeve but I won't get started on that but <laughs> anyway um, I think if they don't rank it then they look at that and they you know I just think sometimes you look at one regional or one area and you're going okay you have the top you know, five of the top fifteen schools are in our area, yeah. and then this one has two. You know, you know yeah, like true. how's that work? Mm-hmm. You know, I always told them, I said, I'll travel anywhere. You just separate us, right? We'll travel anywhere. We don't care. Yeah, we'll go. So, yeah, no doubt. Now, during your time coaching all the sports that you were involved in, do you believe the athletes in a particular sport have advanced more than other sports? Like, do you think uh, since you've been coaching, do you think, like, basketball players have gotten way better than, let's say, track track kids or football players or, or whatever you know do you have you seen like an advancement because like for me i always bring this up it seems just like in the past 15 20 years that fast pitch softball has just blown up like there's you can't hardly find a kid or you know like a, a group of kids that don't play like travel ball over the summer or basketball and it seems like basketball is year round anymore and it seems like the athletes have gotten better and better have you kind of have you do you have like a, a preference on which one you think has kind of advanced the most over oh, the years oh gosh you know, I, I, I'm glad you brought those two up because I just think those two are the biggest ones because, mm-hmm. you know, they like you said, they play real year round. I mean, you know, and there's just like, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, there's been I've seen some really ugly basketball and yeah. I've seen some really ugly softball this year. So I mean, you know, I mean, I, and I, I don't mean that bad. I'm just saying, oh, yeah, no, you know, I don't mean. know if they're 
not spending time on it or but I still think athletes I think athletes overall are better because of just you know having more knowledge about training and everything like that mm-hmm. and I think the young some of the young coaches and even older coaches are getting into a more, little more training not specified for that sport like the weightlifting the running program the plyometrics and everything like that but mm-hmm. yeah I mean if you look I mean look at our state and I mean just look at fast pitch in our state yeah, yeah I mean if you look at all the colleges that went like I, I posted because they were you know and I love OU and OSU and I'm so glad they were in the World Series because it just makes our state but then Murray State mm-hmm. they're runner up you know Roger State national champs OCU national champs yeah and then um, there's one more Seminole I think was in the World Series at uh, 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 USAO was in the World Series again mm-hmm. and had a chance to play in the finals and got beat at the, the last game. Mm-hmm. And you look at their bracket, I mean, they're, and all those, a lot of those are Oklahoma players. I mean, a lot of them are Oklahoma players. So, yeah. you know, I would think Oklahoma, I think maybe fast pitch, you know, because of that, because they're just recruiting left and right our, our players. Yes. And, yeah. and so, yeah. So probably. I know it's a long answer, but I'd probably fast pitch. Yeah. And like you were saying, too, I mean, just athletes overall, I think, have, have advanced. You know, when you said that, I kind of, kind of popped in my head. I was like, yeah, I think just kids in general are more apt to, you know, not just sit in the house, even though that's kind of what we think kids do anymore. And, you know, the kids that want to, they're going to do, they're going to find out a way to make themselves better. Because a, right. a lot of kids have that goal of playing college ball. You know, it seems like that's been more of a thing, too, that more kids want to play college sports than just, you know, kids used to just go out and play the sport because it's there to play it, you know. Right. I, I totally agree with that. I think so because they see that now and they, you know, whether they get it. And not everybody's going to get a full ride, but they're going to get a partial ride. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is what they want to do. And, you know, they'll, yeah. So I, I think you're right about that. And also, that's true. And also, I kind of think that, I mean, I know we're still, Texas is a huge state, and there's a lot of good athletes in Texas, but I do think that the divide between the Texas high school athlete and the Oklahoma high school athletes kind of, it's getting a little bit closer together, because I know like whenever we, I was expecting when we went to that OU team camp a couple weeks ago, that I was I knew there would be a lot of Texas high school teams there, and really, I mean, I don't know who ended up winning the little tournament, but our Oklahoma basketball kids were just as good as those Oklahoma ba- or just as good as those Texas basketball kids, and that kind of surprised me a little bit because that's, you know, I I've seen some Texas games and you know watched football and basketball, and I've just you you see that there's some really good athletes in Texas, but I mean. Yep. I kind of, I kind of think that line's getting a l- the divide's getting a little bit closer on our high school athletes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree because I used to think that you know that's like exactly like you said. Like I would say, track was always always kind of compared the track two tracks because when you track coach track in Texas, you look at the times or I just look at times and stuff like that and thinking, mm-hmm. man, how come they're that fast? And then I start looking at our times up here. Okay, we're it, that gap is closing, and I think it's mm-hmm. for all sports. I really agree with that. I think it's all sports. I just think uh, whether more kids are playing, like getting out, like you said, and working and, and going through all seasons and everything like that, and and doing the performance courses in the summertime at mm-hmm. their school, or if they're 
paying for it, whatever they're doing in the AAU ball and the travel ball, which is just exploding. It just, mm-hmm. it just, that's crazy. But anyway, I do. I think our sports are getting closer. I really mm-hmm. do. Now, one last question before I let you go. I kind of like to end on something okay. a little bit lighter. Okay. Okay. Of the sports you coached, it was kind of a two-part question. Which one? Okay. Which one was the toughest on you to coach, and which one did you enjoy the most? Um, it, I love the game of basketball. I mean, I love it, and it's it's. But I think it's that's the toughest because it's for, it's a longer season, and there's so many highs, ups, ups and downs. You know, mm-hmm. I just think it's like, and then you have to deal with. Um, you know injuries and you have to deal with uh you know okay we're we got to play back to back and then you know i I just think that was the toughest because you're always scouting you're always Mm -hmm. doing but i loved it i mean but but if i had to sit back and just think about it like what consumed me most of the time and what kept me busy and up and and missing family stuff it was basketball but you know i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world um the funnest had to be. I mean, I, I think the funnest is cross country because it's not that you, you you're out there and it's hard, and maybe even track because it's just like this is what you're doing, and this is your times and stuff. And then when the kids are done, they're happy with it, and they and there's no scouting involved. There's nothing, you know, uh, you know, you can figure out your times this is what we're training today this is what we're doing we're going to this track meet okay let's look at our times and then we'll figure you know your practice schedule's up your practice schedule's done all week i mean if you don't show up that's okay you're not you know this is what you still got to run compared to basketball okay some of your kids are sick okay you got to revamp your practice schedule right then and there or somebody's your point guard goes down with a knee like okay who's going to be our point guard this year Mm -hmm. like cross country okay one of our runners go down but i we still have 15 running or okay you okay i can sub you in for our four by one on track so yeah i think that i think that would have to be my yeah i think that's it i think that's my answer (laughs) (laughs) all right well coach thanks for taking time and visit with me a little bit it was uh it was fun yeah coach thank you so much i really appreciate it and honored to do this and just again like i said um i've talked to several coaches and i tell them about your podcast and they're getting on and listening and it's just but thank you and thank you for just uh you know just you know spotlighting coaches and and um everyday people that are working hard just like yourself and you know coaching and teaching and and you know and your family and stuff like that but so thank you for taking the time out to do this we really appreciate it Coach Johnson has one of the more impressive resumes you've probably never heard of. A basketball coaching career that included multiple district and regional championships, several area finals, two trips to the state tournament, and 400 wins as a head coach. Made it to the state tournament in slow pitch and fast pitch as an assistant coach, started track programs at schools, turning around other track programs into a state runner-up in a short period of time, and advancing cross-country teams from mediocre to having all-staters. Seems like her coaching career mirrored her playing career. She poured a lot of time and dedication into being the best multi-sport athlete she could be. And whatever sport she coached, she poured that same energy into it. And I bet if she decides to pursue the refereeing field, she'll be the best at that as well. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches. 
And that's Kenny with an E. Till next time.